This is the Detroit is Different Podcast Network, the culture of an American classic city. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. You're listening to the Piper Carter Podcast on the Detroit is Different Podcast Network. Focus is just noise. I keep observation of the ancients. I'm not anxious. I'm so patient. Look at me. I'm levitating, floating on this ocean of emotion like I'm ice skating. Pictures be like Nikon, King Kong, Saigon. Might want to leave for your lights off. Might want to turn on your brights off. Because evil's deceitful when demons reside in cathedrals. Watch them shine on. Resident evil residing in people I thought was my people's. They pythons. Pythons, pythons. Not the type to rely on, but the type to keep eyes on. See through the high nylon High let bygones just bygone Thinking in silicon boobies and booties and Gucci and Louis from Taiwan Man, people are fake, man People are snakes Ask me how I'm doing, I proceed to tell a man Man, I'm great, great Look at me clearing my plate Mmm, delicious These haters, they dirty dishes Watch them pile up I just keep my distance, pay them no attention I just keep my cool, I'm so air-conditioned Never give a mention Who? They so freak ID, never get it mixed. Watch nah. me flow. Watch me flow. Flow, flow, no Flow, flow, no Watch me flow. So hard, bro, to beat me. I done had to fight all my life. Now y'all clones trying to beat me. Ride your own wave, find your own life. I beg the pipe, you want a slice. You bought a hype, I pay the price. I'm civil rights, you post a dice. Always gone ghost when it's time to fight. Watch now. me Tryna be a like, be a player like You was big, Mike You ain't 23, you ain't major league You ain't major key, you so matri D You so make believe, you so Maybelline You ain't facing me the world is my ocean, I'm floating, I'm coasting, my focus is out so heavenly Won't be ruled by emotion, you streams ain't my ocean, you peasants so never unsettle me Higher the levels be, higher the devils be I'm watching real carefully all of my enemies Saying they care for me, you never care for me Watch me Watch me, watch me, watch me. 
Welcome back to the Piper Carter Podcast. You are here with your host, Piper Carter, and our token millennial, Brittany. What's up, Brittany? Piper! What's up? Oh, I've just been traveling. I just got back from Atlanta. How was the A? You know what? This was, so the first time I went to Atlanta was um, August, and that was for the Grassroots Global Justice uh, Members Assembly. I remember that. But um, I didn't really see Atlanta in that trip. I went like to the hotel. The hotel was like a convention center. Mm -hmm. So I literally would go upstairs from my room, downstairs to the convention center. And that was for like three, four days. So um, this time I kind of sort of did the same thing, but the difference was we stayed at a hotel and then we had to go over to the convention center. Okay. So um, we, we stayed at the Aloft Hotel. Okay. And um, the, all of our workshops and stuff took place at the Loudermilk Center, Loudermilk Convention Center, um, which is owned by the United Way. Okay. And so um, it, was, it was really great. Got a chance to um, build and connect with a lot of great, powerful black and brown and indigenous organizers. So that was cool. <clears throat> Got a little bit of a bug, probably from the plane. So I've been nursing myself with um, tea and um, lots of herbs and sleep and oranges, lots of vitamin C. But um, yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, I wanted to share like a few things with you. Something um, So that's organized by um, Movement for Black Lives, okay. which includes um, Scholars for Social Justice. And a lot of other organizations, Grassroots Global Justice, Climate Justice Alliance, um, Right to the City, It Takes Roots. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? I mean, there's just so many. Justice, Justice, Justice. <laughs> um, Blackbird. Um, just so many amazing, powerful organizations. Um, Center for Third World Organizing. Wow. I mean, just a lot of, lot of powerful strategists and organizers in the room. Um, I got a chance to learn a lot about organizing. A lot of these folks are the folks who, you know, strategize about um, the Black Lives Matter movement. So it's really deep, strong, you know, strategists. Shouts out um, to Ashley from the Highlander Center. I want us to go to the Highlander Center. We have to go there. Where's the Highlander Center? It is in the Appalachian. It's in Appalachia. So in the Virginia, yeah, I know. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so um, want to go there because that's an amazing retreat center, like and strategy center is like where you go to learn strategy. Okay. And movement strategy, a um, lot of amazing, brilliant strategists like come out of that tradition. Okay. And um, I would love to do something like that. Yeah, we need to go. We need to Let's go and like just learn. So yeah. Um, so some of the stuff I can share, but it's movement stuff. So some of it I can't share. Okay. So I'm imagining like, what was that Thursday you got there? Uh, was that Thursday? I thought it's like this Wednesday, I think. Oh, was it? Okay. Something like that. Wednesday or Thursday. I so got all there. these groups. Wednesday. To- Wednesday I got there. All these groups come together. You guys have a market so that you know what group you're from when you greet each other. There's like a warming. Yeah. Type. So when you come in, you kind of introduce yourself and where you're from. And you'll get to know people. You have a little name tag. Okay. And um, yeah. And okay. then then you get like <clears throat> um, 
a preliminary sheet okay. about everyone as well, like before mm-hmm. they get there. So got you. That's each cool group, too. each group, and who's representing each mm-hmm, group. Mm-hmm, got you. Yeah, that's cool. <clears throat> yeah, so I'm gonna sip some tea. Okay, <laughs> I'll sip some too. Mm-hmm. I'm sipping on this organic um, green tea that we got. So good. It was so good with this honey. Yeah, I, I did mine straight. Oof. I'm like raw dog, just hot water. <laughs> hmm. You're so goofy. Yeah. But no. Okay. So. So we 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 we're working on our strategy, which is super cool. We're gonna do a mega convening. Um, twenty twenty one. We're oh, actually no. gonna do it twenty twenty one. Okay. We moved it, and so the, it, I'm really excited about um all the work that we're gonna be doing together, and I'm actually excited about all the learning that we'll be doing together. Um. Shouts out to uh, Tenjiwe Harris. Shouts out. Um, and Chinyere and Adrian Marie Brown and, like I said, Ashley. I mean, just that room was full of, like, black woman's brilliance. Mm. And it was like, most of the people, I think I might be one of the oldest people there. Most of the people are, like, in their 20s and 30s. It's oh, amazing. Shouts out to Blue um, just shouts out there when I'm telling you there's some bad, amazing, incredible black women and they're all like young and they're all like dynamic and, and, and just smart. Oh, and, um, shouts out to, um, Leith Mullings. Okay. Um, shouts out, you know, scholars for social justice. I mean, one of our elders, but you know, sharp as attack, amazing, brilliant, um, willing to share the knowledge. Uh, I'm just like so in awe of their brains, you I, know? I just like can envision, like I know like it's like I, you can't talk about everything, but I'm just envisioning like one person talking and giving their perspective of something or teaching something really directly or explaining something directly. And you're just looking at just how they articulating themselves and like oh my god yeah and it becomes more conversational Mm -hmm. so even if a person is presenting at the front of the room it's an open conversation for the group okay and all the brilliance just pops up out of their seats like you know all these amazing points um Mm. we talked about values and principles and we just got really nuanced that's like what we mean um creating an alignment process and something that surfaced which I'm really hoping um, can catch on something I'm going to be using more in my work and something that really, really stuck with me and I had never actually seen it quite articulated in this particular way, but it's it's more in line with the way that I see the world um, is developing this alignment process. And so many times we talk about um, we all got to be together. We're going to build this world where everyone's together. And it's like, everyone's so different, right? There is like, black people are not a monolith. You know, we're all different types. We have different ideas. We have different values and belief systems and that type of thing. The way we, you know, do things. Um, And so in developing our um, strategies, Mm -hmm. I thought what something that was really cool was like, you know, developing one slot that's like what are our non-negotiables like what's like a non-negotiable like what can we all agree is a non-negotiable so like that takes some time right and then you leave that one open and then there's like 
um, a whole a whole nother slot. Which so once you start to you know develop, then it's like okay, um, we're not going to vote because voting polarizes people, right? It's like you, you know you want to vote on ideas, but it's very difficult because then you get hard lines and and blockages, and people are like, I'm going to block that. So then next level would be consensus, which is like, how can everyone come to a bit more agreement in the room? But consensus kind of leads itself open for you to have much more discussion and, and argument, if you will, because you've got different types of consensus. Let's say you have like a five finger um, consensus. So like if your hand were to be open with all five fingers out, that means that you fully agree. If you have four fingers, it's like you can live with it. <clears throat> if it's three fingers, it's like you have some reservation, but you're not going to block. If it if it's two fingers, then there needs to be some discussion because you need to flush out like why you don't, why it can't be higher. If it's one finger, it's like pretty much like you disagree, but you're open to having discussion. And then if it's a full fist, it's like you block the, you block it. Completely. So anything three fingers and down, you've got to have discussion. Got you. Because that means that within the group that there's going to be folks that have reservations about things and you want to have as much consensus or everyone on the same page as possible. So even if everybody, if there's 20 people in a room and they all have like all five fingers and then there's one person with like a fist. Oh, you guys a would- fist means you just, you can't move forward. A fist is a block. There's so, no moving forward with a fist. So they have a two. If they have a two, you have to stop and have a discussion. Okay. About even why. if it's one person. Even if it's one person. Okay. And that's the that's the point of consensus is that you want to draw that out from the group. Got you. From every single person in I the group. Really, 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 really like that. Yeah. That's cool. But then another one that I learned was the temperature check. All right. And so I like that one a lot because it's like you're not voting on anything. You're just taking a temperature. It doesn't mean that you're going to make any firm decisions. It's just trying to see where do folks feel about things, you know? Mm-hmm. Or what do folks feel about things? And I like the idea of taking a temperature because you, um, <clears throat> you could probably say, well, in general, I can move, you know, I could roll with this, but we need to have some discussion about it. But you don't have to have discussion right then and there. It could be something that, Before- that you carve out time to say, let's carve out some time to have some in-depth discussion about this if this is what's needed you know so i kind of like that temperature check i like that too yeah that was pretty cool i think it works in groups okay and it had a good energy it had people feeling like yeah we're not making a decision we're just we're just looking at how it feels around here okay Mm. temperature check um you know and then looking at our ideologies um what were the ideologies like i mean as we well This is just more for us to get down criteria for how we're creating an alignment process. Mm -hmm. And so once we actually start honing in, then we'll get more deeper into what our actual ideologies are. But they range everywhere, you know, from deep, you know, deeply um, traditional spiritual systems, i.e. a religion, that people may ascribe to or gotcha. follow all the way to people, you know, all the way through every facet of belief, you know, 
and even unto folks who are like, <clears throat> maybe they're not sure if there's a deity, you know, mm. so that type of thing. But then also to, you know, um, some people, for the most part, people believe that, you know, you have abolitionists who believe that there should be no police, no prisons. And then you have every, you know, form and facet all the way to people who believe that there should be police and prisons, but that they should be reformed. So, you know, those are different ideologies, right? Which are going to have folks looking at different solutions in different ways and, you know, coming up with solutions in different ways. Um, Representation is important. And methodologies, you know, we're looking at what are our methodologies. We have to develop that. Um, and then, you know, looking at our, our bases, like who is it that we impact who, um, do we can, are we connecting with who so-called like follows us? Who are we speaking for per se? Gotcha. Like that. <clears throat> so those are just some of the things that we talked about. Um, obviously we had to talk a lot about security, especially now with the rise of the right. And, um, you know, in the middle of that organizing that convening is when, you know, tragically this idiot, you know, shot up the mosque and the masjid in um, the Netherlands. And, you know, we are just looking at, you know, keeping ourselves safer. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. When we come together, especially to talk about being black and living black and striving to uh, gain political power. Mm. Um, Locally or just in general? All. Okay. So how do we strengthen our bases? Mm -hmm. And that means we have to strengthen our relationships with our bases. Gotcha. <clears throat> that means we have to listen to our bases. Mm. Um, a, a, a main thing that's on the table right now is the Green New Deal. Um, a lot of, there's in... Uh, a thought that the Green New Deal is hierarchical, is coming from the top, and is being put on the folks. Um, the Green New Deal is not actually a plan. It's actually a framework. Um, it's not formulated just yet, so they say. So basically, it's supposed to be a container, and then... Folks on the ground should be able to plug into the New Deal and then, you know, say, this is what I want. And then by the time it's done, that's what goes, you know, to our legislators. Um, so it is an opportunity. I'm actually about to go to New Mexico in about a week and a half um, for the Climate Justice Alliance Members Assembly where we're going to discuss the Green New Deal in more detail. A lot of indigenous folks feel that it's hierarchical. Some of the folks in our community feel it's hierarchical. So we'll be able to um, discuss that a little better. Okay. Um, what I will say is speaking to folks that I am in community with um, on different fronts um, have the idea that the Green New Deal is an opportunity for us to be heard. Um, so we'll see, right? That remains to be seen. So um, 
I'm I'm like a I'm like a forever optimist, so I'm always hoping for the, uh, be- for the best, right? <clears throat> so we'll see. Um, yeah, so there's like all these different questions about you know, um, just. I'm trying to look at what I can actually share. Some of the stuff I can't share. <laughs> How many? So were there organizers there from Atlanta, right? There had to be. Mm-hmm. And so. There was there was um Atlanta, um, Chicago, Camden, Detroit. Hey. Hi. Um, where else? Uh, San Francisco, Oakland, um, New York. Where else? Um, I mean, I'm trying to think of everywhere. Oh, um, Appalachia. Okay. Yeah, like Tennessee. Okay. Um, Florida. Okay. Um, few cities in Texas. Um, like pretty much all over. Who did you? Boston. So my other question about Atlanta was: Did you guys get a? Inside scoop, an updated report on black life in Atlanta, or is that just, that wasn't? Um, We did get a mini report when we got there. Okay. Um, And that's something that we'll have to um, continue is like this story sharing with one another. Okay. But usually when we get to each location, we get like a mini like update of what's going on. What's the hottest thing that's going on? What are the, the main struggles? Mm-hmm. Understood. So at this point, um, we got to hear from one of the youth um, groups that was there. Okay. And so um, that's pretty, that was pretty interesting and pretty enlightening, pretty inspiring. Okay. Um. And so, yeah, I'll be, I'm going to start sharing some more of those stories that people share with us. Some cool stuff. Yeah, bet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm just getting ready to go to New Mexico and I'm really excited about that. And then after that, Brazil, I'm gearing up for Brazil. You haven't talked to me about New Mexico. I didn't know. About New Mexico? No. So that's going to be... the Climate Justice Alliance Members Assembly, that's mostly going to be Indigenous-focused. Okay. We're centering Indigenous voices. Um, I'm going, because my specialty is arts and culture, as an arts and culture organizer, so I'm going to bring my skill set and some of tactics of how um, to use arts and culture for organizing and learning and gathering and sharing. Um <clears throat> as well as learning from them, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, how they're doing things. Um, so, uh, we're, I, one thing we'll have is a sort of talent show. Okay. So that a lot of the folks can share their talents. That's going to be awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, sounds cool. We're going to have some different um, spiritual ceremonies that they'll be sharing. Um, definitely before we gather and after we gather and when we... You know, at, at times when we come together mm-hmm. for different blessings of protection and things like that. Um, and then uh, we're going to have like some art, like visual art that folks will make. Um, folks will be sharing their 
own tactics as to <clears throat> their spirit, their their cultural practices as mm-hmm. to um, how they make like certain you know certain pieces of artwork, mm-hmm. and so we'll have those as community art builds. That's gonna be so cool and a lot of fun. And then in the midst of all that, like I said, we'll be learning about the Green New Deal. Okay. Um, listening to the stories of indigenous folks. Okay. Listening to um, their stories and their struggles and just um uh really looking at ways that we can support them in addition to the empathy and learning like what when you're around indigenous people if, if, if i were tag teaming with you to new mexico and you were giving me just words of wisdom of how to absorb what would be some of the things that you would say besides in a not besides but in addition to empathy and and just listening I think that's the main thing. Okay. The main thing is just listening. Um, a lot of times people go and are like, oh, yeah, I read about these people. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I know who you are, you know, type of thing. Oh, let, let me show you the little couple little words I know. Or <laughs> let me show you the dance I know, you know. And um, I'm saying that it is important to learn about the people before you go and it is important to <clears throat> absorb and i think a part of the main thing with learning about others is the understanding that it's okay to like not know mm. you know like we don't have to like know there's a difference in being ignorant and not knowing yeah well i mean technically ignorance is not knowing but I would say um, there's, a, you know, you don't have to be rude because you're ignorant. You know what I'm saying? Is mm-hmm. there's a certain level of ignorance that's like, huh? Let me relax because I'm ignorant. You know, yeah. let me just like let me find let me comfort, pay attention, comfort in that. Yeah. yeah, let me just sit back and 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 look and observe and pay attention. And even when you do, when one does come into contact with other cultures it still doesn't mean that you know that culture would you say from the people you've encountered that aren't from america when you guys go on particular trips or like for instance brazil when you had those well you were in costa rica Uh uh-huh okay so there were other people who weren't from america there right oh yeah okay would you say you know people say like americans always feel like they have this like they're on a pedestal and it comes off when they're meeting new people and Mm. was it mostly americans that you saw or is it all people who have that like just don't know how to sit back and not know uh i mean i would say i have seen americans do that okay and i have seen some europeans do that okay um but you know <clears throat> the more traveled folks don't do stuff like that. Understood. Um, In general. Yeah. Got you. Because you're there to learn. Mm-hmm. Especially when you're traveling, you're there to learn. I mean, not to give too much information about Brazil, but when you look at those people that you guys are going to be spending, that the qu- Quilombo. Quilombo people. Mm-hmm. They are Afro-Indigenous tribe. Their mm-hmm. history... But just looking at them, they're very deep. They're yeah. very Yeah. I don't even know how to put a word to it. It just as just seeing 
what they've been through just makes me imagine that they are very rooted people mm-hmm. who I can see that they probably have a lot of pain, not on their shoulders, but they have a lot of things maybe like like us that pain is a part of their everyday experience of life you know what i mean they they they've they're they're gen, it's generational pain but at the same time it's kind of like they're so strong is that mm. it's like their pain doesn't is not doesn't make them who they are so i don't know it just seems like to your point to go there and try to show them or do anything it just they're so i would in their presence i would be so humble i guess yeah, like I've just been reading and studying as much as I can mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then connecting. I'm really honored because we're going to be in the Amazon. We're going to be, you know, it's going to be really, really incredible. Um, and yeah, I, I'm i just really excited that I'm going to meet the Quilombo. And the, the the thing is, what I love a lot is that um, growing up, my mom always taught me that Wonder Woman was from the Amazon. And she always used to say, you know where the Amazon is? That's in Brazil. You know, those people are black. So, you know, Wonder Woman is a black woman. <laughs> That's what she always used to you, say mom. growing up. Mommy Piper, shouts out to you. Yeah. And she'd be like, you know, um, you know, that, that that supernatural power mm-hmm. <clears throat> is from that part of the earth, mm. you know, and that, um, that's a black woman that her power and her strength, that that's a black woman. And so when I see the images and the videos and stuff of the Quilombo, those are black people. Mm. And when I see the richness of the Amazon and the power that's there, those are the resources that people want, you know? Yes. And so one of the main resources that's there is those people. Mm. Why, would so, you, why do you say that? Because the, this is the, that's the black gold, you know, is their, their strength, their wisdom, mm. their history, their stories, their you know, their customs, their culture, Mm. their practices, you know, their brilliance, like Mm. all of that is um, their prayers, their tears, you know, all of that is, is, is a part of their wealth. Mm. You know what I mean? And so when I go, I'm going to be not only with the little toucan, Sam, (laughs) but, um, (laughs) you know, I'm going to be, you know, with people who are in the midst of everything they're going through, just completely shining, you know, mm-hmm. and, and, and learning from them. And, and I'm going to tell them about our stories that we're dealing with here in Detroit. So they can see. And, 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 and also so we can share, mm-hmm. so we can become one. Because that's how we become mm-hmm. one. When we connect with one another and we share with one another, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. That sounds. I can feel their energy already just by them just knowing right? about them, like yeah. like reading on them. It's like I don't know how to feel. Like it just. I mean, I know how to feel because, but I'm just saying that it, it, there's this energy that is just like. Yeah, I can hear the drums. <laughs> yeah, literally, I can hear the like drums. it's it's amazing. I'm like <sighs> I'm excited. 
I wish I could take you with me. I wish I could come with you. Like, are you we have to find me? a way for 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 these future trips for you to come. I'd love to. I'm gonna have to figure it out. I hope he'll figure it out. Yeah, they just don't have no elevators there, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll figure that part out. I'll figure that part out. But um, yeah. So well, that I'm very excited about, mm-hmm. and um, and then we have to figure out like the success of. You know, the stuff that we have been doing with women in hip hop yeah. has just been, you know, really, really powerful. So just taking all of that and like moving all that energy forward. So we dropped the mixtape. Yes, we did. And you curated it. And I'm getting lots of great feedback from folks. People love it. Mahogany Jones. Shouts out to you, miss. Yeah, shouts out to Mahogany and Jones. And the midst of Mahogany making a move back to the East Coast. Right. She didn't tell me directly, but I heard she's engaged. She is. With the peers in the community. So yes. thank you, Mahogany, for putting your touch on it, man. Greatly appreciated. Yeah. Um, so you and Mahogany curated that. Yeah. It Wasn't was, it great? It was a lot of powerful... Black, beautiful women, all different types of styles. Shouts out to Bug. Shouts out to Frankie, locals. Shouts out to Miss Tony. Shouts out to Lauren. I'm trying to think of anybody that comes to my head. I mean, well, also, too, go to SoundCloud, y'all. Please. And, um, Check out. It's called A Mixtape For You, Volume 3. And that's what they're going to be called from now on. I'll call them A Mixtape For who did You. The, who did the artwork? I did the artwork. The whole stuff. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I love that blue. Yeah. Doesn't that resonate? It's powerful, yeah, it that is. flower. It's it gorgeous, is. yeah. I love that. Yeah. So we'll, you know, we'll continue. We, um, we got to try to get them on next week. Is that possible, you think? Yeah, let's call them and see how many of them we could get okay. on here. That's going to be I think, imperative, imperative. I think it'll be funny for our listeners to get a chance to, like, pick the brains of musicians. They're hilarious. Yeah. They're amazing. Aren't first, they? they're amazing first at what they do, duh. That's why they have been a part of this journey with Piper. But their personalities are just so awesome and dynamic. And the chemistry that they have is just Just so incredible. Cool. Yeah. Shouts I hope out people Aisha. listen to the shouts out Aisha. I hope people listen to the mixtape on SoundCloud. Um just go to We Found Hip Hop. But um SoundCloud guys, by the way. What? Like Spotify, iTunes. YouTube, everything has its place. Like, don't get into the thing of, oh, you know, we only go on this, you only go on that. Dude, SoundCloud is where it's at. Like, if you want to find new sounds, find new artists, take a break from what you're being told to listen to through the machines of YouTube, the machines, let SoundCloud still have a presence in your your life. That's why we put it on SoundCloud, because it just meshes well with the movement of new artistry, independent artists, underground artists, and I mean, the stuff is just brilliantly great. It, it you know, yeah. so. Yeah. And I got some, I got some like really great feedback from it. Like lots of people, you know, I sent it out mm-hmm. and people were really shocked. Yeah. People were like, wow, this is really good. I was like, uh, really? You didn't think so? <laughs> but, um, so I'm glad that, you know, people are enjoying it. It's so funny, Piper, that there's so many people who still, are coming into, even myself, um, women in hip-hop. And they're looking for it. Yeah. And when they find it, they're still like, wow, what is, like... Well, we got it for you. I never knew this was here. We got it for you. Yeah. So that's what's up. Um, What else is new? Oh, Mozambique. We have to send... 
Mm. Lots and lots and lots and lots of love. I'm going to read this letter. Okay. Because one of my comrades is in Mozambique. Mm. Um, I'm a part of uh, World March of Women. Okay. And um, we... So we have chapters. I'm a part of the chapter in the United States. Okay. And um, she's a part of the the world um, chapter. And her name is Garza Samo. And she's from Mozambique. And um, she's also a member of World March of Women. Okay. Um, international chapter as well as Grassroots Global Justice. So we sent out a message because the other day when I heard about the um, the cyclone mm-hmm. that just ripped through the, their country, um, I was concerned. And so I sent a message to be like, what's going on? So I'm, <clears throat> I'm going to read you um, what she wrote back. And she wrote this back at midnight. Okay. Um, it says... Dear GGJ members, GGJ is Grassroots Global Justice. Thank you for your message of concern and solidarity. Yes, the cyclone hit three provinces central, Sofala, Zambezia, and Manica, with more impact in Baera, the capital city of Sofala, and its surrounding areas. That took place on Thursday evening. Most of us have members of family there, and we're still struggling to have contact with them. I have my older sister there, and we are still unable to know her status. The roads are cut off, and there are no possible connections by car or bus, nor by train. Many houses were destroyed, or they had the roof removed. Most of communities with houses made of local materials were devastated. There is no portable water, nor electricity, Phone lines are cut off. Only one is starting to operate in some locations. It is totally out of control. International support has started with rescuing activities while we are mobilizing the people for donations for help. Our country faces a natural disaster every year, but we have never seen something of this proportion. It is scarring. We thank your attention and messages of solidarity. People are lacking everything because they lost all their livelihoods. Everything. It is difficult to know how to contribute from where you are due to logistics challenges. Neighboring countries, and even from far, are sending their rescue forces with logistical support. It is very frustrating for us in Maputo to be in the office. You feel that you should be there on the ground, but it is very premature for us to travel there because we have no means to get there and flights are very expensive now. The airline is receiving donations to send to Baerda and Maputa Port is also sending a ship to the region. We will need to think in a longer term perspective. I really get lost when thinking what to do and how. We need to really make it clear that climate justice is an urgent cause and it demands realistic strategies and not just talks in the COPs. The poor will be the most affected indeed. Sorry, folks. I just feel devastated. Thanks for your solidarity. Garza Samo, International Secretary, 
World March of Women. So much power and <clears throat> calmness and motherly feminine energy in that letter. Shouts out to her for even being able to take the strength to write that, to right. check in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man. Ooh, Piper. So we want to send lots of love to Garza. Yes. Lots of love to you, Garza. Mm-hmm. Um, and the work that you are doing. When we went to... Um, when I went to Los Angeles, mm-hmm. no, wait, no, DC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When I went to DC recently, she, and we had, and for the women's March. Okay. That Sunday, the one, when I, the, when I just went, when I won the award in New York for the United Nations, that Sunday, the next day, she gave us, um, like an update, a video update of what was going on in her country. And I posted a little bit of that on my Facebook page. Mm-hmm. And it was um, more or less talking about the conditions of women okay. in her country, in Mozambique. Mm-hmm. And that her account was just so brilliant, riveting, and powerful. And so I am imagining that those conditions will be heightened with the, you know, current status of this cyclone. And I I just can't even imagine being devastated by a cyclone. Um, I just, it's like, I just want to send all the people. I already saw the death toll was like 150. I think it got to 200 today. Wow. And shouts out to her sister, Laura, please. Oh my goodness. I hope her sister is good. Me too. I'm like, my Lord. Um, and what do you do because it's a quote-unquote natural disaster? I'm glad you... I don't I don't want to be a conspiracy theorist with this at all. I'm just going to say that. I mean, there are natural disasters. And, that's, that's and not- there's, you know, climate issues that we face just because of, you know people's convenience out of people needing to have convenience and you know tech and other folks being able to have access and technology and the way we use resources in the world you know it has an impact on on the world you know and on our natural resources and so this is what we're seeing Mm -hmm. and this is the devastation that we're seeing when it's unaddressed and unchecked you know and the United Nations told us, well, at this point, when they told us, they said we had 12 years. But at this point, we've got like 11 point, like six years, you know, before um, we'll be on the road to human extinction. Because of our, you know, if we don't reverse the ways in which we're impacting climate, you know, that means on a simple level, using less plastic. You know, get a water bottle, get a get a coffee bottle, um, stop buying so much stuff, you know, stop throwing stuff away. We got to get rid of styrofoam. Like, we need to eliminate styrofoam completely. I need to get rid of it. I, I just... I, we need I to get rid of plastic, it. you know, um, our landfills. Um... We just really need to do a way better job. Bottle water. And, you know, and it's and it's interesting, right? Because then they taint our water. 
and poison our water and turn our water into like lead and poison. So then we can only drink bottled water. But then the plastic from the bottled water is like killing our oceans and our and our water system. So it's like double edged sword. Yeah. But um but we can use a lot less plastic than we're using now. I need to like my first step and there are a lot of things that I know that I just am not practicing when it comes to being more environmental. Uh I have a water I have two water bottles, but they're both plastic, BPA free, but I want to get a glass one. Like I want to get a really nice glass water bottle. And then I want to get that life straw. What's that? Um, life straw is like this straw that's got a filter in it and it's supposed to be able to filter out everything, including all types of toxins and poisons and lead. Thank you for that. The, the commercial or like the one I've seen on Instagram mm-hmm. is like that white guy and he's like bending down to a stream to like drink out that's of the sweet. stream. <laughs> that's sweet. But you know, that is advertising. I, I get it. I gotta be it. careful with advertising. <laughs> But you but they say <laughs> they say <laughs> it is gross. It's I just like thought of something really gross. But, but the thing is, like <laughs> when you in a natural disaster or in territory where you know what I'm saying, yeah, you might need it. Like you might need that junk. You know what I'm saying? That's awesome. But so I, you don't get cholera or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a couple. Then the, speaking I, of which, I gotta get these. I've never had vaccinations, so I had to get. Uh, yellow fever, mm-hmm. vaccination, and malaria pills. Yeah. So I'm like, uh-oh. By so, any means necessary, pipe. I know. That goes so against my philosophical... But, but I'm not about this, to put myself at risk. It's, yeah. This is different. This is so different. Yeah, I'm not... You know, I know I'm a Yankee. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Not trying to be down to Amazon. like. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, beating my chest, like... <laughs> I am <laughs> black woman. My mama always told me <laughs> you know? I was the next Wonder Woman. Right. <laughs> like, heck, you know, I know I'm a Yankee. <laughs> you know, I know what I need to do. So I'm about to do it. I'm so excited for you. So that'll, you, you will be back in Detroit where it's not boom, 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 like the second week of April? Yeah. Okay. I'll be back. I'll be a new person. I bet. I'm going to turn into Wonder Woman when I go down there. Man, you probably are. I'm going to come back up here biting into steel beams. <laughs> After I get my yellow fever shot and my <laughs> malaria pills. <laughs> no, nah, just, I'm, I mean, I'm, you know, going to be taking them our stories too. And hip hop is huge in Brazil. It's like one of the top places for hip hop. Mm. So... I'm going to get some of their hip-hop and bring it back, too. Yeah. And I'm going to give them some of our hip-hop so they can rock our stuff down give there, too. Give them a mixtape. Well, it's on SoundCloud, so. Ah. But, you know, we'll see. They probably have ways to listen to, um, you know, in the hood, everybody, glo- global hood always figure out how to get technology. Yes, we be natural technologists. Yeah. Natural engineers. You know? The unlimited afro. It's true, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Well, we, we've been talking for a long time. What do you think? Not as long as we have before. Not no two hours. We got to like get you rested. Yeah, I got to get some sleep. I got this little bug that was in me. I'm going to go home and get some more rest. And, um, oh, oh, I started with this trainer. 
Where's the trainer? Across the freaking oh street. Oh my god! I he's across the street. Like right, like, like you gonna literally, show me when we, okay. yeah, like literally across the street from Detroit is different. What's his name? His name is Shaka. He's shout out to you, Shaka. Shout out to Shaka. He's so amazing. Um, I only went a couple times so far, but he's gonna be helping me get myself together. And he's a friend of my friend that's now my friend that used to be my supervisor. Okay. Um, shouts out to Markeisha. Markeisha. So I went through this program called Public Allies. Okay. And Public Allies is a training program that's a part of AmeriCorps, which is kind of like the Peace Corps, except they train you how to go into your own neighborhood and do the same work you would do in the Peace Corps, except you do it in your, where you live. Got you. And so um, <clears throat> Markeisha was my supervisor. She helped get me together. Um, I went through a very traumatic transition Mm -hmm. after, um, you know, 5e and like losing that. And so I can't front. Public Allies was really a great program for me personally. Um, It's supposed to be one of those programs where like if you're what they call opportunity youth, Mm -hmm. if you're like 18 to like 25 and you never went to college um, you go there and you get some skills and it could be a nonprofit. So you could learn how to, you know, work in a nonprofit. Um, but you know, like I said, it's like the Peace Corps, except you don't go to Africa to learn how to work in your community. You go to Detroit, <laughs> you know, to learn how to work in the community. Understood. So, um, but for me personally, what I liked about it was that I gained some professional skills that I just didn't have. Um, I've always been an entrepreneur. And so um, there's a certain roughness about me that I have, you know? And so public allies actually helped me get some of those, what they call soft skills Mm -hmm. to train me so that I could, you know, be in an office and not offend people. (laughs) Yeah. But um, so I appreciated that. Um, I was one of the oldest ones there obviously um I had lots of life experience had been to college had you know traveled the world had owned a business so I was very different Mm. than most of the young people that were there who probably like dropped out of high school or just barely finished high school or just had a couple of years of college and some of them were like in college and some of them you know a couple were actually working on their master's degree so you have like all different levels, but for the most part, most of the people in there are super young. Okay. <clears throat> Something I really appreciated about that program was uh, it helped me develop like a battery, like a new lease on life, um, especially mm. being around that many young people mm-hmm. because the culture became young. So like I had to like adapt to their culture. So, you know, like I learned a lot about the music and the little lingo they had going they on. They had to Tori and- Piper. Sometimes. <laughs> so, and it, was, it was fun, you know, and it was different. They kind of looked to me more like a mother figure. Mm. They kind of look up to me. And so it was really cool place. Um, my supervisors were great. They, you know, it was a place where, you know, if you need some counseling or some therapy, you can get it, you know, and I needed it at that time because I was really struggling with, you know, the trauma of everything that happened from 5e. So it was a great place where I could go and get the healing and support that I needed, but also the professional development Mm -hmm. that I Mm -hmm. needed to run my own nonprofit. 
and also the connections I needed because you're placed with a nonprofit. I did two um, sessions, if you will, which is basically like two years. Okay. And so you can't do more than two years. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, you get the education stipend. They give you a stipend, you know, to live off of. If you have kids, they give you child care. Um, You you can get transportation stipend. So, I mean, it was pretty cool. It wasn't like, you know, I I didn't have 401k or like a salary, but... It, it was, took care of you. It took care of me. Paid my bills. It kept me from and it's still starving. Yeah. Kept me from starving. Kept me from having to go wait tables or, you know, uh, work at CVS or something to what make, you? you know, no offense to anyone that works anywhere because everyone with a job, you know, shouts out to you. Um, but those just weren't things that I wasn't in a head space to be working. You understand what I'm saying? 100%. Um, I wasn't really in a headspace to like be around people. Like mm-hmm. I really needed the um, therapy that they offered. You know, it really helped me focus. And at the same time, like I said, I was able to get those soft skills that I really needed. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, I was able to move within spaces where I was meeting other uh, heads of nonprofits mm-hmm. and, um, you know, getting meetings with people who I probably never would get a meeting with, um, being able to meet with the mayor mm-hmm. <clears throat> being multiple times, being able to meet with people that are heads of all these different nonprofits, being able to meet with various leaders in city government um, and state government. And even though um, through my volunteering with EMIAC, um, Public Allies gave me like a little bit of a different angle with which to meet people because when I'm doing my social justice work there's always a level when people meet with you like oh I'm gonna go meet with this like angry activist you know whereas when I was meeting with folks through public allies it was like oh I'm gonna go meet with this community leader (laughs) you know what I'm saying so Mm -hmm. it's like a different and then you know with public allies you dress a little different because, you know, when I'm doing my activism thing, I might have on my sweats, my sneakers, my, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But when I'm doing public allies, I might have on my slacks, my, you know, my, my jack, my, um, my business jacket, my mm-hmm. blouse, you know? Um, and so it, you know, gave me an opportunity to like express that side of myself, um, and learn how to, mm-hmm. you know, move in in, the, in those ways, which has been helpful mm-hmm. for me. And so, um, I really appreciate Ishmael Ahmed um, from out from you. Access mm-hmm. and um, Arab American Museum. He mm-hmm. was the one who brought the program here and, okay. and led it. And then um, shouts out to Tracy Hall; she's leading it now. Shouts out to you, Tracy. Molly <clears throat> is there now leading. Um, PQ, Markeisha, Alana, and Naja. Those are all the folks there. Um, Gerard, those are all the folks there. Shouts out to Aya. All of them that are leading it. And, um, you know, I really appreciate that, that those two years and that time. It was, it was because of public allies that I was able to go to Costa Rica. Okay. You know, because I had, had saved up enough money through, uh, you know, volunteering with that and saved up enough money to go and just like get my head right. You know what I mean? And that's so dope. And I appreciate that. And I appreciate, you know, being able to um, 
gain some skills, you know, mm. that that I gain from from them in the nonprofit world. Mm-hmm. You know, because nobody ever breaks this stuff down to you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Unless you go to school See? for it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so it was kind of like it's a program that's done through the University of Michigan. And so you if you want to, you could go get you a master's degree, you know, mm-hmm. in um I believe it's public administration. Um there's, you know, few degrees that you could get in something like this, but um it's Even just still. that it's just that, you know, so many opportunities. You know, we got to meet with the chancellor of University of Michigan. Wow. You know, a few times. Um I mean, then there's the, you know, it's just a foray into being able to, you know, meet with these different people for them to listen to you. Would you say it was like a different form of education that was slash therapeutic? Definitely. Okay. It was definitely a different form of education that was therapeutic. And it was also very authentic experience. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> some people who are in the program didn't enjoy it because they didn't think it was rigorous enough. But... I think if you want rigor, then you enter into university. I think if you need rigor, like with your brain, and you need to be studying scholars and things like that, go to university. Well, it's the age of information. Yeah, this this program is for everyone. This program is meant for Sean Quisha and them to be able to come in and then come out and be a leader. Got you. The, the, the motto of the program is everyone leads. Actually, Public Allies is the program Michelle Obama initiated in Chicago. Got you. However, 20 years ago, whatever. But the thing is, is that it's meant to build grassroots, authentic leaders from their own communities. Got you. And, and the idea is that people from the communities have the solutions. and They, they have, do. And they have to be given That's the tools fascinating. to be able to articulate those solutions and so which is a magnifying glass that allows no binoculars that allows you to see the resources that are around you and how to right. use them and how, yeah and so those are not necessarily readily available to folks mm-hmm. although they're there it's not things that people actually are presented with understood and so once you get into the program you get to see like all these different resources that are available not just your community, but all types of communities. I'm not putting the two against each other or comparing, but I kind of am. I do that any day over going Greek. I mean, the Greek thing, I got to be honest with you. I'm a little biased because I never pledged. I'm, I am On too. purpose. That's I never same. pledged on purpose. My whole family pledged, though. So everyone in my family is pledged, so they're gonna kill me. But shout out to the Greek, like I'm, you know, AKAs, Deltas. Yeah, shout out to Q's. all of them. But I think part of it is um, alphas. That <clears throat> part of it is that um, there's community service, right? Which is like one mindset. Um, and then there, and then there's uh, charity, like a charity mindset, right? I got you versus self-determination mindset. And so I think a lot of times with the Greek, uh, you know, to get some in Greek general, we, we, we will, we've all got my cousins, but mm-hmm. in general with the, with, with a lot of the 
uh, community service. And it's not just, just Greek, just the church, like just there you go. Mm-hmm. businesses, just people <coughs> who have an idea about community service, see it as charity. Whereas for me, I look at more of a self-determination type model. I rather teach people how to fish. I think Public Allies is a program that teaches people how to fish. Got you. And if you teach folks how to fish, they will always be able to feed themselves. 100% agree. You know? And so... I think the Quran and the Bible would agree with that. Yeah. I mean, and I just think that when we look at serving in community, there's a mindset that's like, oh, let's help these poor people. And... Um, there's like a, you know, hierarchical way of looking at that, like, oh, they're poor or, oh, they're dumb or, oh, <laughs> you know, type of, they're less than, you know, type yeah. of thing. And I think that if we look at, um, and sometimes people need immediate support, mm-hmm. right? Like looking at the cyclone, mm-hmm. everybody going to need support. Mm-hmm. Everybody. It tore the whole, it tore the whole infrastructure out. So every single person is going to need support, right? Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's when, you know what I'm saying? You're just going to have to give. Yep. People just got to give. You know what I'm saying? Yep. That don't have nothing to do with, you know, your personal beliefs. Nope. Um, when we look at the Detroit water situation <clears throat> where people are like, oh, them Negroes should have paid their water bill. There's all types of reason why people are having issues paying their water bill. But for the most part, let's just start with the fact that water should be free. And like, can we start there? Water is life. You can't live without water. People are 75% water. The earth is 75% water. It's a complete necessity to have clean water. Why would you charge for water? Like that's already an evil. So then Mm. once you step outside of that and you're like, okay, well you're charging for water. Now you're going to, make it to where everybody has to pay the same amount. Mm. How can an elder that's on a fixed income pay the same amount as some bajillionaire? Why should they? You know, mm-hmm. it, it should be by, if you're going to have to do this whole capitalism thing with a, a, a necessity, then, you know, make it affordable. Otherwise, as far as I'm concerned, you're killing people. It would, yeah. <clears throat> it would, that's how I look at it. You know, because you could live without food for like a long time, but you can't live without water. Mm-hmm. You'll die. Mm-hmm. And so to me, if you cutting off people water, you that's basically saying they don't have no right to live. You know what I'm saying? You cutting off their ability to live. So with that, you know, you try to criminalize people um, through, you know, making sure that when they're on the cutoff list, they show up to people's houses <coughs> with CPS, with Child Protective Services and the Detroit police, and they snatch people's kids from them. If they're like, if they owe like $20, you could owe $20 on your water bill. If you have your kids in the house and they come to cut your water off, it's crazy. They will, and they don't give you, they don't give you like warning notices to say like, oh, you will be you, cut off. Yeah, none of that. They just show up all happy 
you know, with the police and the child protective services, snatch your child. And it's not like if you pay the $20 that you owe that you could just get your kid back. <clears throat> your kid's now in the system. You got to prove that you're not negligent or not, you know, a child abuser or anything like that. Right. And you got to go through the whole legal system to like get your child back. You know what I'm saying? Right. Legal fees and blah, 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 blah. Like how is any, <clears throat> how is any of that, you understand what I'm saying? Like in support of humanity to me, don't, you know, then when people look at people and say, Oh, they, they need to get their kids taken away. Cause they couldn't pay. Like to me, that shows how far removed folks are from their humanity. So then when we look at when people do things like turkey drives and like, oh, it's Christmas time, let's go serve, quote unquote, the poor. It's like, that's the only time people think about like other people when if we could just look at these systems, restructure these systems or tear down some of these systems or restructure them so that people actually can be self-sufficient and self-determined. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Then, <clears throat> then we don't have to then try to balance it back out at Christmas time. You know what I'm saying? Oh, it's Christmas time. It's Thanksgiving. People Let me go some give some poor people something. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? What What can we do throughout the rest of the year systemically so that people can have a freaking coat, so that people can be warm, so that people can have something to eat, so that people can have access to fresh, clean affordable water you know what i'm saying so anywho i could go on 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 i said i was gonna end the show i know (laughs) (laughs) i'm seeing her face can i get some shout outs real quick yeah okay first shout out last week i had so much fun at 910 levon talking about hip-hop with you you are amazing it was fun shout out to mr nice guy as well Nine ten. thank you for having us that was amazing you talk about 9 10 a.m right yes 9 10 a.m um I got a chance to go to Chicago this weekend to help my best friend move. I went with her little sisters. They came and picked me up, which was funny. Um, just seeing them. Shout out to Devin and Kennedy. One Shout is, out. is uh, in our, about to enter a different stage in med school where she gets to apply to actually be a resident in a hospital, you know, in one of the hospitals. Aww. So shout out to her. Shout out to her younger sister that's graduating school this year, getting ready to pick out what college she wants to go to. Shout out to her friend, the 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 med school, Devin. Shout out to her friend, Shamir, who majored in product management, who are just making black girls look super cool in Chicago. I shout out to it. Brittany, living in Chicago, moving to Chicago. Shout out to my cousin, Kizzy, who took me to the South Side that everybody's like, whatever you do, do not go there. That's funny. When uh, the South Side is literally looks just like Detroit. Well, you know, I, this was my favorite trip to Chicago just because I got a full round trip. Wow. Shout out to Chicago for being. How long were you there? Just for, I was there Friday through yesterday. Okay. So shout out to Chicago. Shout out to. Shout out uh, Chicago. Y'all are like brother slash sister that, you know, that y'all, we don't, we don't give y'all enough love. So I give y'all some love. And uh, yeah, those are my shout outs. That's what's up. Yeah. We got to get to Chicago again. Yeah, they do that. Well, this was interesting. We have to think about what we'll call the show. <laughs> but this was this oh, was cool. Oh, that was those some of those shout outs were for Women's Month too, so. Okay. 
You know, we still got a couple. Of, we we got it's still couple Women's weeks. Women's Month, isn't mm-hmm. it? Okay. It was a, this was a kind of a stretch <clears throat> month for us. Yeah. Shouts out to all the women everywhere doing awesome stuff. Yeah. All right. Well, you have been listening to the Piper Carter podcast with their co-host, Brittany, the token millennial. Okay. Listen on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, and also you can listen on DetroitIsDifferent.com. And check us out on social media, Instagram, Detroit is different. And you can check me out, Piper Carter. And this ain't even interference. The shipping out the hands will catch me asking for no clearance. Looking for an exit, I suggest you take the nearest. Your ethic moving slower than the progress from your fears, man. Don't do it to them, do so they don't understand. They're lazy on their research, they content with limiting. Their family broke their life, a joke, they'll just inherit it. If you don't gain control on what you sold, then what is things will stitch? Your thread will become lip and saturated with them tears. The needle hole will close and a dead end will now appear. You'll claim you better than a low key hate on all your friends. That will grow and grow and grow until you make amends within. Love yours and keep a look out like at the cookout when your tub aware ain't there and no more mac and cheese is put out. My appetite for this is on, I always know that shit I wrote before was still dessert. Yeah, it's a timeless folk. I rhymes like puck. The way I switch is like brush and twist. The pressure switch, swiveling and dip, flip else to wins, change dimes to gems. Noticing a difference, it's all the beginning. I'm swimming sugar with no cane, but I'm up pimp pimp the way I'm landing. Cause my sh- Going off the wall I shoot for threes like I've been play ball Remember them days, no food, no car Used to dodge my cars, now you my JR Now they watching how I do, 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 do. Every shot I shoot is executed You can't recruit You were raised to be domesticated I can't be cool It's ironic cause the way them chickens pecking You would think I group them Lure them until they fall in between Them tall tales I could spill Clean up the scene I'm not phony, I'm not still the look just mean You gotta get it while it's hot motherfucker. I'm scolding. Stop, I'm sicker than your average. I feel bars like glasses and lust drown your ad libs and such. If I'm packed in, then duck, you never had this. You mutt, mixing your needs with greed, remaining has been. It's f- you shooting shots out of luck, I'm spraying sand and no guts bubbling your whole track. You gas and hiccup, hold your breath. And you still won't catch up, I'm too saucy. They got it backwards trying to crisscross me. Salty, once I put that pep in my step, use a shoop shoop, a doof who can't balance a check. Book for 2019, speak it into assets for my team. I'm defense, brought the heat full core press, I digress. If you don't see it now, you're blind. Too much shine, Medusa, them per box, you lie. I'm aligned like them vertebrae down your spine and keep a balance from a Libra who was by my side. See, I spy with my third eye, something different, homie. These new dimensions I stepped in, they'll never show me. I lead with no sight, I'm off fight. Can't KO me or D like Jermaine for your eyes only. Remember to like, share, subscribe, and always listen on Stitcher, Google Play, Apple Store, and Spotify. You're listening to the Detroit is Different Podcast Network.